Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Hi guys, I'm JT. Hey guys, I'm Joey. How you doing? And we are discussing how to choose a gym. Now this sounds simple enough, but if you've never done jiu-jitsu or you're just getting started, you don't necessarily know what you're looking for. People are on the mats, they're doing their thing, seems good enough, but there are certain green lights slash red flags. Now we've, we've talked a little bit previously about gym culture, but today we're going to go really to the point on what are the green lights? What are the positive things you should see when you get your first week or so, first class in a gym to know that that could be the right place for you? This could even be, I've got to extend that out, I think even for people who have trained for a while. Because mm. you might just be at the gym that you're at. Yeah. And then you start to question it and then it's like, oh, well, what am I looking for? Yeah. And I think for the most part, the first thing most people look at is like, oh, is there a black belt or like, is there, do they have champions or are they connected to a lineage or any of this stuff? Do you, we, do you think people actually look at that? I think they do, but I don't think it's important. Yeah, I think that's a I mistake. I don't actually agree. Okay. I think, because I think most people just rock up because they're like, oh, I heard jiu-jitsu is good. I see you do it here. Ah, uh, okay. You know, it's just that geographic thing. You're on my way home. Right. You know, and I, I, yeah, I do. I think that the small percentage of people, you know, because when you don't know about jiu-jitsu, you don't know there's a lineage. That's true. You don't but know about the world championships. That said, uh, there is a percentage of people out there who are peripheral UFC, they're UFC fans. This is, this is what I've seen more recently. They're Roganites. They're Roganites, for sure. They follow the UFC. They're aware jiu-jitsu is good. And so they're kind of like armchair jiu-jitsu fans, like, oh, yeah, he's doing a rear naked choke. So when they're at the pub... They can kind of talk with – sounds like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Never trained. I, I've had conversations with guys like that. They're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to one day. Yeah. And it's like, I'm working on my arm guard. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I am very much like that, Joe. When I first started, it was just the closest gym to my house. So that's, that's where I went. Yeah. And I tend to think that's how gyms work generally. Yeah, just the convenience of it. But that's really not the best way to choose a gym, is it? What's the first thing you look for as a good sign of good uh, jiu-jitsu gym culture? Well, yeah, back to when I was looking, same thing. I just went to the place that was on my street. I didn't have any awareness of this. However, what I take as good signs now, first one is it's a warm environment, like it's a welcoming place. Right. And that is indicated to me by, one, a coach, like the person who's running the place when I walk in, being receptive and friendly and welcoming. Yep. And you can, I'm sure most people can, can resonate with when somebody is not welcoming, it's like you walk into a new academy, maybe there's a class going on, maybe the coach is there, but they're doing some of their own training and they might give you that look like, what are you doing here kind of thing? <laughs> like you're, and then they come, hey, can I help you? Like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I just wanted to find out about the class. They classes. make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, instantly. You shouldn't pl- be here. Yeah. What are you doing here? You're, you're, you're out of place. Yeah. Mm. versus big smile straight up to you. Hey, man, what's going on? I haven't met you before. Uh, what brings you here today? Okay, cool. Let me tell you all about it. Yeah. You know, high five, whatever. Like, oh, this guy's a legend. Oh, this person's a legend. Yeah. And that's like so fucking foundational. Mm. 
Could have caught the person off guard, might have been a bad day, whatever. But generally speaking, you walk into a place you want to feel welcomed. And that, I would say, would extend to the students. Right. So maybe you walk in and it's the end of a class or mm. beginning of a class and there's a bunch of students around. A good sign for me is students come to you go, hey, man, what's up? Haven't met you before. My name's so-and-so. Say hi. Welcome to the gym. Yeah. You no, know, I think that's huge. At the tip of the iceberg, but it does really – it's quite a strong reveal on uh, the academy culture that people are, are friendly. Yeah. Inclusive. Yeah. That's, that's pretty important. Yeah. Versus like a place that's like super competitive or maybe there's not a good energy or a bad vibe. People generally don't feel confident enough to come up and say good day. And- yeah, and, and I think that's the thing that I always say to anyone when they're asking me, oh, what should I look for? You, it, best not to judge on first appearances. I mean, that is one where you can straight away feel like, oh, I like this place. I could spend time here. But also just I like these people. I'm prepared to let this person squash my head. <laughs> like I, you know, I, I forgive them the squashing because I know that they then they have. There's no malice. Yeah, they're not trying to hurt me. This is just jujitsu. So, really, I think for yourself, if you know what suits you, understanding that's really important. Going into a place, doing a class, not just the instructor, the students, because a lot of people get quite intimidated. They walk in, they don't know what to expect. Like, what is this? Everyone's intimidated. Yeah. Even as a black belt walking into another gym, New gym? you feel intimidated. Yeah. You're like, you're like oh. I don't know this space. I don't know the, the process here. Yeah, absolutely. Let alone like, yeah, a brand new white belt, never trained before, walking into a gym, comp classes, like fucking hell. Mm. You know, a female walking into that environment, even way more intimidating. Yeah, especially when it's just like a bunch of sweaty guys. Which is generally what it is. Yeah, that's the majority of jiu-jitsu. Um, what, do, what do you look for? I, I think... For me, I am looking at how the new people are treated. Not so much me, but usually how are the lowest rank people treated by the highest rank people? I feel that that is a very good indicator because the power play in martial arts, if somebody's a black belt, they, you know, the status is stated, they can basically do what they want. But if they act with a degree of humility to people who have not much power, not much skill, not much say, then that is a good thing. If you look over and some black belt is hazing out a white belt or something or a lower ranked belt, you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's just an abuse of power. Yep. So I think, you know, regardless of what, you, if you've never done martial arts, if somebody's really good at what they do, they can, you know, they can handle anyone on any level especially a black belt. So if there's a white belt, even if they're big and strong and athletic, they should be able to handle them reasonably well without being too forceful, too mean, anything like that. Also being in a gym where everyone's injured, that is not a good sign. So as much as we're focused on, on the, uh, the green light, which is uh, senior people look after junior people, I think it can also be said people looking after themselves is an important part of culture. And that's, you know, that's probably a little bit of a bias coming from a health and fitness background. But uh, if I go into a, a, a non-jiu-jitsu gym, and it, whether it's a strongman gym, powerlifting, anything, if people are all injured, like if everyone is like, oh, it's a hardcore gym, we train hard, but everyone's injured, then I'm like, this is dumb. That's a, that straight away indicates to me a certain degree of um, kind of ignorance in a way. Mm-hmm. And I just... Uh, that's something that I'm wary of. So th- I will look for, yeah, good good balance of power from up top 
And then also the other thing on that is that not everybody has knee braces, has everything strapped. Yeah. That's that's a bit of a red flag for me. How about you, Joe? Is there anything else in there you're looking for? Um, Some kind of coaching interest from the coach is important. It could play out in many different ways. You know, sometimes coaches will jump in and train with the class depending on what session it is, and there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Uh, It gives you an opportunity to learn in a different way from the coach because maybe you just get to roll with them that session. Yeah. But I do think that within a few sessions, you want to feel like the coach has had a look at how you train and they've given you some specific feedback. They've coached you. Yes. And seems kind of benign because you're like, yeah, well, that's their job. But there's a lot of JITS academies where the coach doesn't coach the students. Right. And maybe they coach their competitive students or maybe they coach just... So to be clear on that, you're meaning they come over to you directly and they give you direct feedback on exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, man, I saw you making this mistake today. You should try doing this with your closed guard. Right. You know, know, uh, or, or, hey, when we rolled together, and it might just be at the end of the round or whatever, we rolled together, man, you kept letting me sweep you with this thing. What you need to do is this. Right. But just like something to show, hey, here's a little something to help you get better. Mm. they're not trying to change the world it's all about coming in every session but every session you're looking for a little bit of something definitely that yeah that's a big one for me and i, I can think back to many years training where a coach didn't say shit yeah yeah oh, definitely you know? definitely and yeah i've had the experience where i've asked for advice and been told to just kind of work it out for myself wow which is just just a bit of a lachlan giles what about <laughs> Never lucky. (laughs) Actually, you got to be careful when you ask Lachlan for advice because that's going to be a A thesis. Yeah, (laughs) you're going to well, James. You're going to get the anthology, (laughs) which is great. He's going to give you 45 minutes. Well, that's like when you ask you. (laughs) JT's like, here's what I would do. Here's option two. 15 minutes later. Here's option 75. You're like, JT, I can't remember the first 74 options. I do. It's my actually my worst behavior as a coach, specifically within jiu-jitsu, is to give too much info. And I think I'm compensating for some of my early being coached. I got no info. And I always felt that was the biggest flaw. But I have realized over time, there's only so much info people can absorb. <laughs> yeah. So you just keep it to like two things, maybe three things max. No, bro, one, maybe two. <laughs> Because you'll get to three and then you'll be like, oh, I'll just give you a fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw some extra in for free, plus an anecdotal story and a submission. Yeah. The thing that I've seen which is really good was – now, this is not all gyms, but I actually thought it was quite clever. Uh, with, with Fabio, they don't let their beginner white belts roll for 20 sessions, I think. Uh, when they first come in, they have the kind of introduction, their, their beginner class, there's no rolling – and you can't graduate to – it's either 20 or 30 sessions. But what's great about that is the person has learnt the body awareness. They've learnt all the drills. They've learnt everything in that way. They're so frothing to roll. They have enough awareness that they're not going to get absolutely um, fed to the sharks yep. first day, which is the complete opposite of my experience. I just got thrown in the deep end, no lesson, just roll, try and survive type thing. The great thing about that and the reason why they do that at Alliance and the reason why Fabio did that is he said the biggest thing that hurts retention is injury. If someone gets a serious injury in their first six months of jiu-jitsu, they won't continue. So Makes sense. So they get them through their first kind of three to four months learning, participating, being in the environment, watching other people roll and building the anticipation for that as opposed to throwing someone in the deep end. Yeah. And I actually think that's great. 
So having a, a beginner class where the white belts are probably a little bit more protected, that is something that I feel is good. So if you go to a gym and they have a good either introductory course or they have a beginner class, I think that is a good way to start. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that the tricky part is, and this is for to just you know fly a flag for like smaller gyms, when you got a smaller gym, you can't necessarily have that, can you? It's hard to do. So you're kind of like, well, we got one session and everyone comes. Uh, but, you know, within that, um, there should be some kind of scaling for individuals. So, it's, oh, hey, it's your first session. And the guy's going to do some rounds right now. I don't want you to do this. Just watch for the first lesson. Or, you know, something like that indicates I'm caring for you. Yes. Versus, yeah, yeah off you go, jump in. Yeah, you know? no. I, I, I never think that results in anything good because there's no real learning there usually just the first class and getting your head around this is guard, this is that, is already overwhelming enough. Yeah. To try and put that live is, is too tough. But uh, no, I think that's those are the best things you can look for when you are looking for a gym and probably on a very base level, like a gut feel level. If you walk in and you're like, no, oh, I kind of like this place. These people are on my, my vibe. This is my kind of a vibe. That is the best thing you can go off other than these other two things. Because if you're going to spend a fair bit of time, money, blood, sweat and tears there, you want a degree of camaraderie. That's That that for me is the most important thing above all else. You like the people you're around and you respect them. Absolutely. Guys, if you want more help with your jiu-jitsu journey, we offer it. Obviously, you might have us on Instagram. Uh, we do a bunch of stuff there at Bulletproof for BJJ. But if you want to go a bit deeper on the stuff we talk about, go to our YouTube channel, just search us on YouTube. We're right there. We put out videos weekly on technique, discussing injuries, discussing rehab, stretches that you can use before class, heaps of useful stuff that you can apply to your training. And you can also get all of the video versions of the podcast. So you can see JT and my gnarled heads talking yeah. at each other. Thank you. We'll catch you guys next time. See you.